Today on the podcast, I'm going to share six things that you can do right now to build your self-esteem and confidence. Over the last few weeks, we've talked about goals and how to make them enjoyable so you want to go after your dreams. And we've talked about how to do the work when nobody is watching, how to do the hard things that lead you down the path that you want. But I know that anytime any of us set goals, that obstacles always come up. And one of them that comes up frequently is a lack of self-esteem and confidence. It can be challenging to do hard things and go after your dreams when you're struggling with your belief in yourself. And even if you believe you have good self-esteem and confidence, it's likely that in the areas that you want to grow, that you do not have the same level of confidence that you do in other areas. You may be confident with your work, but not in relationships, or you may be confident in relationships, but not with your body and your health. So we're going to talk about this topic, and I'm going to guide you with six things you can do right now to build your self-esteem and confidence in any or all areas of life. Let's go. Welcome to the Tapping Solution Podcast. I'm Alex Ortner, and along with my brother Nick and my sister Jessica, we've helped millions of people around the world for over 10 years to transform their lives, and all using the brain rewiring, energy shifting, out of this world amazing technique known as tapping. On this podcast, we'll share information, strategies, tapping, and at times inspiring interviews, all to help you live your best life. Thank you for joining me today. I actually want to start this episode by acknowledging you for being here. Last week, I challenged you to ask the question of what are you doing when nobody is watching? And right now, showing up to listen to this episode is doing something for yourself when nobody is watching. Listening to this podcast or any personal growth podcast is doing the work when nobody is watching. And while I cannot see you, know that I believe I'm connected to you through the energy of the universe And I am sending you all the love and support that I possibly can because doing the work to better your life isn't always easy. Watching Netflix or Disney Plus or anything else is way easier than this. But showing up for a podcast episode, especially one about improving your self-esteem and confidence, that takes courage. So know that I love you and I'm grateful for you right now. Okay, let's talk about what we're going to cover today. First off, it is so important that we get a real understanding of what self-esteem and confidence are because... So much of the advice I researched and read about this topic was unrealistic and impractical. It felt like so much of an oversimplification. It almost reminded me of that amazing Stop It skit from years ago on Mad TV. If you haven't seen that skit, go see it because it is absolutely amazing. You can Google it. But essentially what happens is the therapist played by Bob Newhart just yells, stop it, as his advice to a client in his office and does it over and over and over again in an absolutely hilarious way. Both him and the client are hilarious. So much of what I read on this topic of self-esteem felt like that, where the advice was be kind to yourself or focus on the positive or learn to assert yourself. Now, if you struggle with self-esteem, especially at a high level because of past trauma, somebody telling you to just be kind to yourself or focus on the positive is essentially the same as in the skit where they just yell, stop it. It's not taking into account just how difficult it can be to improve your self-esteem, or build your confidence in an area where every inch of your body just screams in fear and lack of safety at the thought of it. So although the skit was hilarious, I am not going to do anything like that today. I think those strategies create a feedback loop of failing on the recommendations that then lower self-esteem and confidence more. So today I'm also going to teach you how to tell a better lie, one that serves you more because you're already lying to yourself. You'll see what I mean on that in a few minutes. I'm also going to show you how to look at self-esteem in a way where you can disconnect from it being who you are, just being how you're wired based on your past so that you can approach it in a way where you can change the wiring to build up that self-esteem. And lastly, I'll go through the six things you can do right now to build self-esteem. And not surprisingly, 
One of those is tapping, and we will be doing some tapping there as well. So let's jump in. We're going to start with a core belief around what self-esteem is. Self-esteem is a belief. It is a belief of I'm not good enough, or I'm inherently unworthy, or that I'm amazing, or I'm really good at this. But let me be clear, it is a belief. Self-esteem, high or low, is simply a belief, not a fact. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've seen somebody with really high self-esteem in one area or another, maybe around sports or around speaking or as an entrepreneur, they had really high self-esteem where when most people looked at them, they thought, wow, this person is really confident, but I don't think they have the skills that they think they do. Or I've seen the opposite where somebody had really low self-esteem and I thought to myself, wow, this person is an amazing parent. They don't give themselves credit or they're really great at speaking or what they're doing online is amazing or they're just a really kind, loving, and amazing person and they really are struggling with self-esteem when they are amazing. So it is important to understand that self-esteem is a belief that can be high or low. It is not an actual fact. And I'll actually share a quick little story here. Years ago, when I was in my personal growth journey, this was probably 20 plus years ago when I first started, and, and myself, my sister, Jessica, and my brother, Nick, were going to Tony Robbins seminars. And I remember one Christmas, my sister telling me, saying, hey, you know, I want you to get me something. And I was like, well, what do you want me to get you? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know what to get. And she said, well, just get me something that reminds me of you. Now, what I did, being the bit of a jokester that I was, is I got her a necklace. I think it was a necklace. I think it was a necklace, not a bracelet. It was a necklace that said, Alex is awesome. Now, the necklace was absolutely a joke, and she burst out laughing when she saw it because I was not that conceited and full of myself, although I was 20, so I probably was a little full of myself. But just being able to give her that necklace was reflective of how I'd come to understand that I get to choose whatever I want to believe about myself because I was absolutely not a confident kid growing up and never would have thought Alex is awesome growing up. But in those early stages of my personal growth journey, I became aware that I had choice over what I wanted to believe about myself, as you do. That doesn't mean we can just fix it all instantly and immediately believe something new about ourselves, but it is important to start from that place, that self-esteem is a belief. And that is exactly what that necklace and that phrase of Alex is awesome symbolized for me. And it's still something that we joke about today. Now, I want to backtrack for a second and talk about why I think you want to, knowing that self-esteem is a belief, work to improve your own self-esteem and confidence. And again, this isn't just for somebody who has overall low self-esteem or confidence. We all 100% have lower self-esteem and confidence in some areas as opposed to others, especially in areas where we're looking to grow at something that we're not experienced in. What good self-esteem and confidence allows us to do is to better be able to deal with life's ups and downs. It makes us more resilient. It also makes us more comfortable in social situations, and it allows us to learn more easily. It allows us to perform better in sports. It allows us to be more in a flow state, and it allows us to take more risks and put ourselves out there more. It helps us to feel safe and allows us to access the higher resources of our brains, that prefrontal cortex. It essentially frees us to be able to learn and grow more freely, and that's what we want to do. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the six things you can do right now to build your self-esteem and confidence. Number one is going to be to acknowledge three things, and this is a really important starting place. Number one, we're going to acknowledge that self-esteem, high or low, is simply a belief, not a fact, even though oftentimes it feels like a fact. Again, self-esteem, high or low, is simply a belief, not a fact. The second thing we're going to acknowledge is that low self-esteem is a learned behavior. It's typically a learned behavior from our childhood, from the experiences that we had, because none of us are born as babies with low self-esteem. We have experiences in our childhood where one person or another made us feel that we weren't good enough. And so we learned the behavior of having low self-esteem, 
And very often that continues on into adolescence and into adult experiences. And even we can have adult experiences that lead us to believe that we're not good enough and lowers our self-esteem. So we want to acknowledge that low self-esteem is a learned behavior. We also want to acknowledge that low self-esteem is not a permanent state or belief. It can change. I know sometimes if you are struggling with self-esteem, that you, to think that you could have high self-esteem feels unrealistic. But just imagine for yourself or just remember from your past experiences, have you ever seen somebody who seemed like they had tons of confidence and high self-esteem and then something happened in their life? Maybe they lost a loved one or they went through a particular trauma, a car accident or something worse. And all of a sudden that self-esteem disappeared or that confidence disappeared in just a day. It can happen that quickly. Now, I'm not stating that to say that's a good thing. Of course, that's a bad thing. But to remind you that our self-esteem can go down and it can also go up. It is important to acknowledge that low self-esteem is not a permanent state or belief. It can change. Now, the reason we have these three acknowledgements is because it allows us to give ourselves permission to open ourselves up to the possibility of change. When we can acknowledge that self-esteem high or low is a belief, when we can acknowledge that it's a learned behavior, and when we can acknowledge that it's not a permanent state or belief because very often it feels that way. So that is just a starting point for us. That's number one. Number two is ask yourself, whose voice is this really? So often the critical voices that we have of ourselves, the, who do you think you are? You're not good at that. You're not smart. It was never our voice in the first place. It was a parent or a sibling or a teacher or somebody in our youth that made us feel like we weren't good enough. And we repeat that voice and believe that it is ours. So when you ask yourself, whose voice is this really? Is it somebody from your past? Is it somebody right now in your life that puts you down, that doesn't support you? Or is it just somebody that doesn't support you in cheering you on? Maybe when you share an idea, they just go, mm, okay, you know, and they don't believe in you. And so you feel like it's not your voice and that it's somebody else putting you down. So I want you to think to yourself, when was the first time you felt like you weren't enough in some way where you weren't good enough or smart enough? anything like that. It's important to think about our initial first experiences. And if you are somebody with long-term trauma in childhood, you likely have lots and lots of experiences. But a lot of times it's good to go back to that first experience and think about whose voice that was really. Because very often that critical voice that we have was not our voice. We were not born with that voice. We learned it from somebody else. So ask yourself, whose voice was that really? And I'll share an example. This just happened in January this year. Hannah Waddingham, I know my wife is going to yell at me how I said that because my wife is English and Hannah is English. But anyway, so Hannah is the star of Ted Lasso. She is the owner of the club. She told today, just this month, that a teacher once put her down in front of the class saying she would never work on the screen. The teacher said to the whole class, oh, Hannah will never work on screen because she looks like one side of her face has had a stroke. Isn't that awful? Isn't that mean? And so she thought to herself, she actually gave herself an empowering meaning in that moment. She said, I will do. She said, come hell or high water, I will work on the screen. Now, the drama teacher's comment did give her a complex for years, as she admits. So even though she gave it an empowering meaning and a meaning where she said, no, I'm going to prove them wrong, it still gave her a complex for many years and it affected her and very much became her internal voice. And of course, as I mentioned, high levels of childhood trauma particularly can lead that voice to be stronger. But it is so, so important that when we're looking to raise our self-esteem that we ask ourselves the question, whose voice is this? really, right? Whose voice is this really? Because it's not your voice. It's important to recognize that. Okay. So the third thing I want you to do is I want you to tell yourself a better lie. That's right. Tell yourself a better lie. The reason I like to frame it this way is that 
it acknowledges that what we talked about before, that having self-esteem or confidence is a belief, not a fact, right? When you are telling yourself that you are not enough, that you are not smart or good enough or anything like that, you are essentially lying to yourself. So tell yourself a better lie. Either way, you're lying to yourself. Either way, you're lying to yourself because there is no fact that is a belief. Now, you can choose to look at it either way in terms of saying that it's a lie or a belief. But the reason I like to say, tell yourself a better lie is to acknowledge that whatever you're telling is a belief and you can choose what you want to tell yourself. So choose to tell yourself a lie that is more empowering. And you can add a growth component to this. If you can't say that you're good at something because you struggle to believe it, add a growth component to the statement. So you could say something like, I'm getting better and better at this each day. So you might not be able to say, oh, I'm really great at doing this particular thing. You might believe that you're bad at it or that you're not good enough, but you can add a growth component to say, I'm getting better and better at this each day. That way it is giving you a more empowering meaning, a more empowering lie that we tell ourselves. So the fourth thing, and I'm listing this fourth, although we're going to go back to it, I'm not going to do it fully now, is to use tapping to shift your beliefs about yourself and the emotions around those beliefs as well to help in allowing in safety and to take action in moving forward, as well as to use tapping to allow the feeling of self-acceptance of being good enough. Really, tapping is absolutely amazing in this area to be able to help you to shift those beliefs and the emotions around it. And very often when we want to build that self-esteem, when we want to move forward in taking action, there are safety challenges that come up that hold us back. And so we can use the tapping to feel safe, to move forward. And in that whole process, when we have that negative critical voice, we're being tough on ourselves. starting from a place of self-acceptance can be really powerful as well. So we're going to go back to this because we're going to do some tapping in just a few minutes. So I'm going to jump to number five, take action to build confidence. Okay. I'm going to say it again, take action to build confidence. I actually had somebody... Just the other day when I was doing a Facebook Live for our membership area and for our Tapping Insiders Club, and the person said to me in the comments, she said, I need to build my confidence so that I'm willing to take action. And I stopped and I screamed and I said, I didn't scream, but I just said, no, no, absolutely not. That's, that's not the way it goes. It's not that you need to build your confidence so that you will take action. You have to take action to build confidence. And one of the things I shared, which I've shared lots of times, is what I call the action gauge. So for those of you who remember the action gauge, it's just a simple gauge to tell if you're going to take action on something or not. This is how you do it. You just write on a piece of paper at the top something you want to take action on. So maybe that's record a video for social media or to ask somebody out on a date or to start a new business or to take action in that business in some way. And then you draw a line down the middle and number that line from zero to 10 with 10 on the top and zero at the bottom. Then on the right-hand side, you write down the emotion or belief that you feel is holding you back and you mark how strong it is on a scale of zero to 10 or with a belief how true it is. So you might write, I'm scared or fear, and then maybe it's a seven or an eight. Then on the left-hand side, you measure your action limit, which is to what level of fear or whatever that emotion is or belief is that you're willing to take action on from zero to 10 and you mark it. So you might think, man, I'm scared at a level seven but I'm so committed to doing this that I'm willing to take action to a level eight, even if it's really, really scary. Or you might be at a level four of fear, but you're somebody who right now feels that you won't take any action if you're afraid. So your action limit might be a three, so you're not gonna take action on that. The purpose of this is to understand that there are two things you can do to get yourself to take action. Either you can lower the level of fear or anxiety or stress, or we can do this with a belief, in which case we would mark how true we believe that belief to be, Either we can lower that, and of course, tapping is a really great tool for doing that, or we can raise our courage, our willingness to take action, our resilience to take action, or you can do both. So you can lower 
the stress, what's happening, and raise your resilience in terms of your courage and your belief. So with this tool, we can understand that it's not what we need to remove. It's not that we need to remove all the fear or wait until we have massive courage. We just need to get our action limit on the left to be lower than our fear or anxiety or our lack of confidence on the right. So that could mean for you that your fear is at a seven, but your action limit is at a seven, so you take some action anyway. Or it could be that your fear is a four and your action limit is a three. But however it works for you with what you want to take action on, what you can understand with this is that what you need to do is to get yourself to take action because only in taking action can you have the experiences that then solidify your higher levels of self-esteem and confidence, right? So it's not, very often people think that they have to lower their stress or anxiety or raise their confidence all the way. You just want to have the fear or anxiety to be lower than the action limit. So it is by getting ourselves to take action that will then build that confidence. So when what we want to do is do things even when they're scary, do the hard things, celebrate taking action and doing the hard things and building the habits. And you want to keep those promises to yourself so that when you're wanting to do something, you're keeping your promises to yourself, you're building that action and moving forward. And one of the great things you can do is challenge yourself, even if you're doing it privately initially. So you could start with health and exercise. You could eat better. Right now, I'm roughly 30 days into a health challenge for me where every single morning I wake up, I do 30 minutes of exercise, I do five minutes of abs, although it's up to 10 minutes of abs now, and I do the cold plunge. It's about 30 days, and I can't tell you how amazing it feels to be able to do that, to keep that promise to myself. And not only is it powerful in keeping that promise to myself, it builds my confidence and self-esteem in my health, and it gives me more energy for my day, and it just affects all areas of my life. And this is something that I do privately. Nobody sees it. It's, it's part of the work that we do when nobody's watching. Another thing you can do is you can say kind things to yourself in the mirror. The amazing work of Louise Hay with the mirror work is something you can do powerfully where you look in the mirror and speak kindly to yourself. And I highly recommend looking at her things. Or you can do something as simple as the high five habit that Mel Robbins teaches where you're literally looking in the, morning, in the mirror every morning and giving yourself a high five. Just that very habit of acknowledging yourself and giving yourself that encouragement with that simple task is incredibly powerful as Mel shows with her research as well. And I want to remind you when it comes to self-esteem and confidence that self-esteem and confidence doesn't mean being the loudest person in a room and thinking that you need to be the one speaking up and showing you're the most confident. Very often, the loudest person in the room isn't the most confident person. Oftentimes, there's somebody who's masking for a challenge with self-esteem or confidence. I know a number of people who are quiet people who I know to be incredibly confident. And when they speak, I want to hear them because they have such amazing things to say. So just keep that in mind in terms of what your goals are with building your self-esteem and confidence. Okay. So number six, you want to retrain your brain to find things that you're good at. This doesn't just mean being positive. It means recognizing how our brains are wired and finding ways to rewire them so we can actually find the things that we're good at. So it's important to remember the mechanism of the negativity bias in our brain, where essentially our brains are wired to find negative things in our lives and often about ourselves as opposed to positive things to keep us safe. This is particularly present if you had childhood trauma. And as we discussed in the second thing of asking yourself, whose voice is this really, where that voice wasn't yours and your brain found the negative things to keep you safe. I know that may seem strange if you don't understand trauma, but if you had childhood trauma, You'll likely be familiar with internal language, whether conscious or unconscious, of don't speak up or you'll get in trouble, or you'll be told you're stupid, or even worse, you'll get hit. There are so many things that we do that seem counterproductive to improving our lives, but that we're doing to stay safe. So it is our job through our conscious efforts to use tools like tapping 
to retrain our brains to find the things that we're good at. So that when you do something that you should be proud of, that you should use to build that self-esteem and confidence, you actually recognize it rather than pushing it away. Remember, if you struggle with low self-esteem, you will likely push away evidence of you being good at something or just of you being a good person. And you will instead focus on the negative things about yourself. You will essentially rerun the patterns that you were taught in your youth. And everyone has this to some degree or another in one area or another. So ask yourself, in what area am I lacking self-esteem or confidence where I need to work to retrain my brain, to rewire my nervous system and build new beliefs about myself? Okay, so let's go back to the fourth thing, which is tapping. Of course, that is my favorite so that we can do some tapping and just bring it all together. We're going to start by using the tapping to shift your beliefs about yourself and the emotions around those beliefs. So let's start by stating the belief and then measuring how true it feels from zero to 10. So say out loud if you can, or if you're around other people, just say it in your head, I have low self-esteem. Or what oftentimes is easier to connect with is I'm not good enough. Or you can be more specific and say something like, I'm not good in social situations, or I'm not a good speaker, or I'm not confident in my body. Remember, you can have high self-esteem in one area, like your work or your business, but have low self-esteem in another area, like relationships or your health, or in an area that you're looking to grow in because you don't have experiences to support that belief of being good yet. So find what feels true to you and then state that out loud or in your head and measure how true that feels from zero to 10, where 10 is that it feels like an absolute truth, that it is an absolute fact, and that zero is that there's no truth to that statement at all. And once you have that, let's go ahead and take a deep breath in together. Breathe out. And we'll start tapping on the side of the hand. Just repeat after me. And if you're new to tapping, don't worry about getting it right or wrong. You can learn more about it later on by going to our website at thetappingsolution.com or by downloading our Tapping Solution app. For now, just tap right tap and repeat after me. So tapping on the side of the hand, even though I, and then state that belief of, I have low self-esteem or I'm not confident in social situations. So go ahead and state that. And then we'll say, I acknowledge and accept that I have this belief. So again, continuing on the side of the hand, even though I have this belief that, and state the belief again, I acknowledge and accept myself anyway. And then one last time, we're gonna continue tapping on the side of the hand, even though I have low self-esteem in the area of, and then fill in that blank. I choose to stop and breathe in this moment. We're gonna move to the eyebrow point. You can do one side, the other side, or both sides. I typically tend to do one side, especially when I'm filming on camera as well as the audio. So on the eyebrow point, I'm acknowledging that I have this belief. Side of the eye, I believe that, and then state the belief. Under the eye, I don't want to struggle in this area. Under the nose, but it just feels like it's a part of who I am. Under the mouth, I am not good at, and then fill in that blank.
problem point, I am struggling with low self-esteem. Under the arm, and it makes me feel down just to think about it. Top of the head, I just feel like I'm not good enough. Remember, we're stating the negative and acknowledging how we feel so that we can release it. Going back to the eyebrow point, but I am starting from the place of acknowledging the truth. Side of the eye, this is what I believe about myself. Under the eye, it feels like a fact. Under the nose, but I am acknowledging that this is a belief. Under the mouth, that comes from my past experiences. Column point, so I choose to stop and breathe in this moment. Under the arm, and acknowledge that I have been doing the best that I can. Top of the head, based on my life experiences. Go back to the eyebrow point. I want to build my confidence and self-esteem. Remember, you can think globally as we do this on your overall beliefs in yourself or in a particular area where you're struggling with confidence and self-esteem. So on the eyebrow point, I want to build my confidence and self-esteem. Go ahead and repeat that. Side of the eye, I want to feel that I'm good enough. Under the eye, so I choose to stop and breathe in this moment. Under the nose and allow a little self-compassion. Under the mouth, I choose to acknowledge that my self-esteem is a belief. Problem point, I choose to acknowledge that my low self-esteem is a learned belief. Under the arm, I choose to acknowledge that self-esteem is not a permanent state. top of the head, even if it doesn't feel that way for me. Eyebrow point, this negative critical voice was not my voice. Side of the eye, but I adopted it as my own over time. Under the eye, but I don't want this critical voice anymore. Under the nose, I want to be free of the past opinions of others. Under the mouth, and build a voice of my own. Column point, I choose to build my self-esteem one day at a time. Under the arm, I've been telling myself these lies for years. Top of the head, so I am choosing to tell myself a more empowering lie. Back to the eyebrow point, I choose to set myself free of these negative beliefs. And as you say this to yourself, I want you to sit up straighter and hold your head up higher and take a deep breath and feel it in your body. Our physiology matters for how we feel. It's much more difficult to think negative beliefs when we have our head held up high. So again, on that eyebrow point, I choose to set myself free of these negative beliefs. 
Saturday, I am tired of living from somebody else's past opinion of me. Under the eye, I choose to take my power back. Under the nose, I choose to rewire my brain and body. Under the mouth, and build belief in myself one day at a time. Cobble point, even when I'm scared, I will take action. Under the arm, even when I'm unsure, I will move forward. Top of the head, one day at a time, I will build up my confidence and self-esteem. Eyebrow point, I choose to challenge myself one day at a time. Side of the eye, nobody needs to see what I'm doing. Under the eye, this is about me and building myself up. Under the nose, because nobody is coming to build me up. Under the mouth, I have to do it myself. Cobble point, so I choose to believe in myself more each day. under the arm and take action one day at a time. Top of the head, I am enough just as I am. Eyebrow point, I choose to feel my worth in this moment. Side of the eye, I choose to raise my confidence in this moment. Under the eye and give myself the gift right now. Under the nose, I don't need anyone's permission to be enough. Under the mouth, I don't need anyone's permission to believe in myself. Cobble point, I choose to raise my belief in myself in this moment. Under the arm and acknowledge that I have always been enough. Top of the head, I was just led to believe that I wasn't. Eyebrow point, so I choose to retrain my brain one day at a time. Side of the eye, to see the good in myself. Under the eye, I don't need to do anything to be enough. Under the nose, I don't need to do anything to believe in myself. Under the mouth, I can simply choose to see that I am enough. Common point, one day at a time. Under the arm, it doesn't have to be instantaneous. Top of the head, but I choose to raise my self-esteem one day at a time. And again on the top of the head, I am enough just as I am. Stop there and go ahead and take a deep breath in. And out. And allow yourself to stretch your neck up high and sit up tall and put your chin up higher and take a deep belly breath in.
and just feel in your body. You have always been enough. You will always be enough. Now is the time to retrain your body and mind. Now is the time to reclaim the voice in your head, to no longer believe the critical things that were said of you, to raise your belief in yourself and in your future because you want more and deserve more. So go ahead and take one more deep breath in and breathe out. Let's go ahead and measure again. Whatever the belief is that you said in the beginning, state that belief again and feel into your body. How true does that statement feel now? So go ahead and say it out loud. Maybe your statement was, I have low self-esteem or I'm not confident in social situations or whatever it is, state that belief again and measure it on a scale of zero to 10 with 10 being that it's really true and zero being that it's not true at all. And just notice how it shifted. And even if it didn't move a lot because you haven't built the experiences yet to support that new belief, do you feel different? Do you feel more empowered in this moment to take action, to build experiences that allow you to truly and fully believe in yourself? Just notice that within yourself. Notice what you're feeling. Just feel into your body and allow yourself to feel. And just notice that for yourself. So we covered a lot today in this episode on self-esteem about how it's really just a belief and how typically the belief that we have in that negative critical voice that we have was never really our own. And through the tapping, we worked to reclaim our voice, to take our power back. We chose to acknowledge that we've been telling ourselves a lie with our beliefs and that we might as well tell ourselves a more empowering lie, a more empowering belief. We realized that if we want to continue to build that self-esteem and confidence and belief in ourselves that we need to take action before we feel fully ready to do so. We just need to raise our action limit, our courage and resilience to be higher than our fears. And we've chosen to start to retrain our brains to find the good things that we do, to acknowledge those things and to start to give them more power than what we give to the mistakes or challenges we face, which will always be there, but that don't mean we still can't be confident. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Tapatusen Podcast. If you did, please go and rate the podcast and leave me your comments. The best thank you you could possibly give me if you enjoyed the episode and you got value out of the tapping and everything else I shared is to do that. We would love to hear from you. If you're on Apple, just go into the main area for the podcast, scroll down and you can rate it and leave me your comments. If you're on Spotify, go into the about area to rate the podcast. And if you're listening on another platform, just find the rating area and let me know what you think. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below, subscribe, let me know what you think. And remember to follow me and The Tapping Solution on Instagram. We've had tremendous growth there on Instagram over the last year. We're at over a million followers there. I'm so, so thankful for all of you who follow us there. And please send me a DM and let me know what you thought of this episode and what you want to hear about in the future. I hope you enjoyed this. And until next time, keep tapping.